0: Uh, Welcome to Reforming Slavics. Uh, Nick here.
1: Hey, and I'm Tom. Uh,
0: Tom, I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. And then we could discuss um, the ramifications for the Slavic churches and and how it applies. And I've got some thoughts to share. Yeah. But um, in the August of this last year, 2020, um, 2022, my, my apologies, there was a funeral for the head bishop of the... Brotherhood of the Slavic churches, the Slavic Pentecostal churches of the West. So here's the structure and how it works. Uh, there is a body of churches throughout the West Coast, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, California. West side, yeah, West side, and, the, and these churches um, formed a brotherhood, specifically the Pentecostal churches. And in the brotherhood, in the brotherhood, you have um, bishops, like almost like a pres presbytery, right? They're in Russian called Presbyter, which translates to Presbyters. And um, each church has a pastor and a hierarchy there, and then in the Brotherhood there's a hierarchy, and the very top of that hierarchy was Adam Semyonovich Bandaruk. And he was, uh, uh, he passed away this last August. He was 80 years old, 79, 80 years old. He was, you know, elderly, and he's he had held that position, I believe, from the founding of that organization right maybe a little later, maybe less but he was the primary holder of that position for the longest time yeah. and so he was revered by many in the slavic movement he was viewed almost you know as you know pardon my words but like the pope of the slavic pentecostal churches on the west coast right and so he passed away in august of 2022 and so, um, people mourned, they had a funeral, and um, the cause of death was COVID. COVID was going around, he was elderly, and so, dad of COVID. And so, where do I run in, into this story? So, in December, right before Christmas, a couple of weeks before Christmas, um, I have a group chat with uh, some of my cousins, and one of my cousins sends me a YouTube link to a well-known um, well, well known in the Slavic community reporter uh, of this, I believe, Sacramento Times He's a, he's a Slavic-Russian guy who kind of reports on the Slavic community and what's going on there. And uh, this video was about... It was really short. But this is what it said. Adam Serjonezh Bandaruk, in fact, committed suicide. He killed himself via hanging. And, in fact, did not die from COVID. Now, when I saw this video, it maybe had under 100 or somewhere a 100 views, right? Now, it's probably got a whole bunch more. So, like... We were like, "What?" It was it was an unbelievable, proc- uh, like, um, accusation. One because this particular reporter does have a bias against the Slavic churches, especially in Sacramento, California. He views them as shady, and um, yeah. you know. With, didn't, with, didn't
1: he make a video about like when COVID is going around, like how they're causing spread of COVID and like yeah, he's yeah. very against it? Yeah.
0: And he has some legitimate causes. He has some um, bias causes, yeah. but he's a biased guy. Like, let's just put it that way. I'm um, not saying he, biased people can't be right, but he was a biased guy. And so what occurred was we were like, okay, like, is this guy telling the truth? Is, is he just, you know, lying? And why would he lie about something like that? It's insane, right? It's it's an unbelievable thing to lie about, right? You'd lie about something less than, hey, the Pope, essentially, of the Slavic Brotherhood of the Pentecostal Churches committed suicide, right? And the church said, in fact, it was COVID.
1: When you say Pope, you mean just like most important? Um, Yeah. Not not like he was, you know, writing new scriptures no
0: i'm not saying that in the context of like the. i'm just saying pope as, as a he was like the top guy he was the, the top presbyter of the the movement yeah right um and he was very revered um and so um we we went digging um we started looking through um the files there was a longer video under subscription that he, that, that this russian reporter had and so we looked under that we try to find the um article of the death certificate and so, we were looking at the death certificate, but it was on a YouTube video, so that can be sketchy or forged or whatever. And so, through various means, we finally pulled up the actual documentation from Sacramento, the city of Sacramento, the death certificate from the coroner's office, which, was not, which, which, which is legitimate because you got it from the government itself. And in fact, uh, the death certificate did say that Adam Samyana um passed away via hanging, suicide. Um, Later... So,
1: but that's not what the church said, right? Yeah.
0: The the church... So, on the funeral and the occurrence of the funeral, the church said that the cause of death was COVID. They celebrated his birthday the day before, and they said he passed away the very next day. Now... At this point, you're like, okay, here's the evidence, here's the proof, in fact, that this was caused. Later on, we were, through various means, um, sent a audio recording of the 911 call, which one of his family members made about calling the paramedics and the authorities to the home in which they found his body. Now, um, before going on, I want to say a couple of things. One... Uh, suicide is a horrible thing to happen to a family. and so uh, to to say that uh you know, in the midst of this controversy, um that they're not hurting would be an understatement, right? No matter who you are, if your dad passes away from suicide that that sucks. That's miserable, that's um, difficult, that's traumatic, all those things. And so there is a uh, strong. Difficulty there emotionally, and I'm not going to pile on that. I mean, that's that is what it is. And so now we see this disconjointed reality, where here are some possibilities in which in which events have occurred. One, um, they found his body hanging, and they knew the family members that found him knew that he had committed suicide. And to preserve his legacy, they decided not to tell anybody outside of the circle of the people who found him that it was, in fact, suicide. So they, they lied and to- told the pastors, the head elders of the Bethany Church that it was COVID and it wasn't suicide. Hmm. Later on, the article comes out. It, it, it's a bigger scandal because they lied. Yeah. And that's how it out. Option number two is They contacted the elders, and the elders knew that it was, in fact, suicide, but decided to preserve their legacy through lying to the entire congregation that it was, in fact, COVID.
1: And you still don't know which one.
0: And so here's a progression of the story. I contacted some people in the Slavic community, and through various means I found out that um, a couple of um, pastors in the local area who pastor churches in the Slavic community had contacted the Bethany church and asked is this real is is the evidence in fact real because it was so unbelievable so many people that to this day there are there are you know people people who deny it categorically like this is impossible this is a lie he died of covid he did not hang himself through suicide they're, they're almost like the never trump you know, like the trump people who believe he won the election Right, they're gonna they're gonna deny it to the end. Like they're the hardcore um, people who are like, nope, this didn't happen. He passed away from COVID. It wasn't suicide. Um, but um, the, you know, it's a difficult thing to believe. And so they contacted the church and the the elders of the church said, yes, it is in fact suicide. But we don't know the circumstances of which it, and we didn't know ourselves. Here's the problem. It's difficult for me, and this is me personally speaking it's difficult for me to trust the elders of Bethany Church in saying that they did not know that it was in fact suicide and it was COVID. And that's where, that's kind of my leaning. Now, it's possible that it was only the family that knew. But because of all this, um, there are some things that come out. One is in the Russian community, in the Slavic community, in the brotherhood there had been many shady dealings going on in which um people were there, there was attempts of overthrowing churches and over, you know there were there were things in which um there needed to be accountability for things that occurred even at the, at the church in Bethany like um sexual assaults and um the the family Bandaruk, had a lot of cases in which they went to jail for fraud in the real estate market so there were actual illegal dealings going on and um no accountability was ever held right Mm -hmm. um if if you go through the history there's a lot of things that pop up which can or can't be confirmed but here's what we know for sure that um, he in fact did commit suicide via hanging and that someone lied to the congregation about it and no one was held accountable meaning no one said hey um this is such a significant event. There needs to be some church discipline, and people need to be held accountable, or either repent, or be excommunicated, or put on probation. None of that, right? Do you think uh, we should play
1: the recording?
0: I I don't think that'd be very sympathetic to the family members. I don't I don't think that's wise. Um, I, I think on Instagram we'll post the death certificate so people can look for themselves, the actual um, the actual PDFs. Um, but here's the reality. The Russian church needs to start recognizing a couple of things. One, that there is there, there are things like elders who commit suicide, and it's sad and it's truly heartbreaking. And also that might necessarily affect your salvation, right It's not suicide is not the unforgivable sin. Yeah. Christ atoned and paid for all sin, including death, the sin that causes death, right And so we can we can we could hold two things firmly. one, suicide is a horrible, sad, sinful thing yeah, and Christ atoned and paid for that sinful thing if we put our trust in Him. Because we don't we don't hold to the view that we can lose our salvation because we forgot to repent for one sin or another. We hold to the fact that we have assurance in the one who saved us, and He is the one who saved us, not the fact that we repent every single day. We repent every single day because we want to be obedient to Him. Um, two, and this is speculation, what causes uh, such an elderly gentleman who was revered as the main bishop of this community to commit suicide, to use modern terminology, what kind of demons were floating around in, in his head to enact such a thing, right? That must be elaborated on, investigated by the church body to find out what, in fact, the dealings are. Because ultimately it boils down to trust in the, in, in the eldership you have. And so in the Slavic community, we have no transparency a lot of times no accountability. No one's ever confronted and has consequences for the acts or the the, the things they commit. Yeah. Right? And and that's what gives a lot of people such a difficulty with dealing with elders or people who proclaim to be pastors and high um, spiritual people and have these kind of things occur in their lives. Yeah, Uh,
1: I think I think it would be even just good for me just to read like what are the qualifications for the elders
0: yeah go ahead i believe it timothy talks about um elders and deacons and then he talks about pastoral roles as well
1: yeah so first timothy 3 verse 1 through 7 Yeah, so this is a faithful saying. If a man desires a position of a bishop, he desires a good work. Or some translation, an elder or overseer. Uh, Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, Um, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert. He must not become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace to a snare of a devil. Right, so these... These are things that are guidelines and things that God wanted us to know, like what is someone that is an elder an overseer supposed to look
0: like? Yeah, because the reason you have those guidelines is so a layperson, someone in the church can look up that to that person and say like I can actually trust that guy. I believe what he's saying. I can put my hope and faith in him as far as it goes to confess my sin, to get counseling, to get encouragement to be my spiritual shepherd. Um, And you can't really do that with someone who, you know, ends up committing suicide. And looking through their life, you can start realizing that this, I mean, the demographic and the statistics of someone who um, decides to follow through with that is very small in the range of elderly people. I mean, you're 80 years old, you have not very long to go. Yeah. So there is, you know, this is, and again, it's speculation, we don't know what yeah. led him to it or how it occurred or why, or the reasons why we can't even, we can't even, you know, exclude him from salvation because God does redeem yeah, even through that. But the bigger question is, like you mentioned, all those rules that God put in place for elders in order that they may be useful to the body, be, be trustworthy, um, seem to be falling apart. Yeah.
1: And this is not even a problem... With just Russian Slavic churches, like this is like this is going on with evangelical churches, right? Someone commits adultery with his wife, and like five, six, seven years later, he's back in teaching. It's like no, you've lost your qualifications for being an elder. You've lost your reputation so uh, so much that even the world looks at you with
0: disgrace. How yeah. much more should a Christian be above reproach? And so, for people who go to Slavic going back to Slavic churches because I'm going to stick on that. Um, People who go to Slavic churches should start pressing upon their elders to be accountable. Yeah. Meaning, if they see falsehood, if they see any breaking of the characteristics which Paul prescribes in Timothy...
1: Not quarrelsome, not violent, but gentle. Being able to manage their own household well. Like, these are things... Man of one woman. If someone had a adulterous affair in the Russian community, I'm sure that they would not be a pastor. Like they would, but if someone's, you know, quarrelsome, how much, how much of the time are they allowed just to be a pastor? Like these are Yeah, these are small things that, um, unfortunately, you know, just look are looked past. But these are qualifications if you want to be an overseer, because this is the most important, like, job. It's a it's a noble thing. It's it's a thing that Christ said to to John, like, "Feed my sheep."
0: Yeah, to Peter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was in, in John, John yeah. there you go. Um, he, John, it also, John it, was there. It also degrades the trust in the community. Mm. It, it fundamentally under it erodes the underneath foundations in which trust is built, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, I would encourage people who go to churches in the Slavic community start holding people accountable. And press in upon it, open scriptures and say, Hey, there are particular people who do not fit the descriptions of elders. And we will press upon you to follow scripture in order not to not to derade I mean berate them or to diminish them or to make them feel less no for them to recognize that they're at fault and be brought to repentance. And to be purified, yeah. right? The goal of the Christian church is never to uh, gossip and um, break in scandal, and punish and hurt, and and um, portray as irredeemable. Right. The, yeah. the whole gospel is to redeem those who have fallen away, to bring back all those who have strayed. Yeah. And so, I, I hope that an example like yeah. you know the tragic death of. A man that was so well known, and my my I might add revered right. People are so in shock because they looked up looked up to him so highly. This reminds me of Ravi Zacharias and the um, circumstances that you know were found out about his sexual abuse after he passed away, and just the destruction of everything his entire legacy. Um, just, yeah,
1: like when you're. Like obviously the the enemy is gonna attack someone that's someone that has a lot of influence that's doing a lot of work for God. Like anybody susceptible to this, but especially like who is who is the enemy gonna target? You need accountability. You need brothers that you're able to confess your sins to, and be like, hey, if I'm struggling with a sin as an overseer, as an elder, as a leader, if anyone you know is listening to this and you're you know, work in within the church, like ask yourself and ask God and ask your elders, like, am I fit? Like with these qualifications in Timothy, like, should I step back for a season? Should I look at, uh, having a time of just receiving the word of God?
0: Yeah. It is definitely important to look upon tragic and yet shocking events to reflect upon our own lives, like I don't, I don't want to be. I personally don't want to be 80 years old and go go and do that myself, right? So, but for the grace of God, there go I, right? We're all susceptible to such yeah. a thing, and so we must rely on the grace of God in order to live our lives in in favor with Him and, and obeying His law. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to do so, um, but also there needs to be fundamental changes in leadership and the way we view leadership in the slavic communities and the way we process how view, um, leaders are held accountable and the mechanisms that are there to do so because a lot of times even if you want to hold a leader accountable in the slavic, a lot of slavic communities a lot of slavic churches there's no mechanism to do so mm-hmm. you try and they're like well we don't care you know perhaps we're wrong but we're just keep on moving on and things are going to go the same way And people must start pressing for the word of God to be applied truthfully in order for things to change.